What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Enjoy the throwback episode. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. What's up, this is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhood's Podcast. If I sound echoey... I'm gonna apologize to listeners right now if I sound echoey. It's because I am. You sound uh, like Gaga. Yeah, recording remotely. The folks at Audio Mac were gracious enough to allow me to record in their in their Ooh, studio here. Game dropping. Nice. Well, nice. Stunting. Look, bro. When people do me favors, I, I try to you know give them a little love. So I told you a long time ago. I told you a long time ago. Yeah. So shout out to the Daves at uh, Audio Mac. I appreciate the the assist here. Nice. So what's going on, fellas? Everything's good. So uh, that's, that's not. It's just what? hectic. Well, it's just been hectic. Yeah. Is it just me, or is he like sounding a little crazy? Am I? Yeah, a little, a little. A, a, I think because you're moving around too much. Like scratching. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna just yeah, eat yeah. the microphone like this. There you go. You know how to sure. do it. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, E. Well, you got some some gems to drop. No, in yeah. Here? So, so that was a dope episode we had uh, last week with with Black Moon. It was our first uh, our first time having in studio guests. They were with you, Manny, in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the first time having a group that many people at once. But I did. There was a something that was said on that episode when I was talking about the whole thing, and, and I don't think I articulated it properly about trying to you know the the whole inspiration thing. You know, the whole theme of that I always come with about right, right. staying inspired or or being able to get stuff done or whatever, all that. And I and it it I started thinking about it afterwards, and I was like. Hold on, man. The way that they brushed it off, like, nah, it's mad easy. You're more inspired. And then Evil D's like, I DJ with one arm. <laughs> I'm like, and DJing for me, it was probably like, it was just, I just thought that was the easiest thing to, to say it at the moment. But, you know, obviously it's more than DJing for me um, in terms of like, you know, being able to get things done and be inspired. But I, I thought, I came away like, hold up a second, man. I, there's no way that it's that simple for all three of them. Mm-hmm. As a group, like, am I that fucked up? Am I the one that's really that wrong that that is difficult for me to be inspired or or get things done having a young child and you know being a new father? Hmm. I don't. I don't think. I, I think it might have been an articulation thing. I don't. I don't think it was. I think they were answering a different question, slightly different question, because I can't imagine the odds of but all even, of them just. But he, even the same question, just the DJing part. When he said he he DJs with a baby in one arm, I'm just like, I don't even know how possible that. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, especially if you're if you're using the the, the laptop. But but how realistic is that in in the you know in, in multiple times? You know, like I feel like they were answering it in meaning like they're gonna get the work done regardless. Regardless, so, so that right. that wasn't gonna stop them from getting work done. Like if I got a DJ with a baby in my arm, then that's what I got to do. I th- I think the I don't think 
I think that's how they interpreted the question as opposed to what you're going with, where it's like finding that mental space of like, all right, let me, right. Br- let me break away without feeling guilty. Cause I, sh- you know, want to spend time with my, my, my daughter, but how do I inspire myself to, you know, come up with creative ideas and all that stuff? Like how do you, right. you know, you're trying to figure out how to kind of section off different parts of your life so that you can have a focus on family, have a focus on the work, the creative, all that kind of stuff. So I, th- I think the way they interpret it was, you know, that having a kid is not going to stop you from getting the work done. Right, right. And I, yeah, definitely, I understand that part of it. But for sure, like for me, it's like, and I don't know about you guys, and you guys tell me your take on it. Like if, if I really want to like clamp down and, and get things done or, or be creative and brainstorm new ideas and, 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 and actually, you know, get things moving. It takes me a long time, like a big block of time. Like I can't just say, okay, in an hour I'll get something done or I'll, I'll do a, a bunch of things or I'll think about a bunch of things and I'll be super creative. Like that doesn't work for me personally. Like I need like hours. Yeah. You know, I could get lost in, in, in that process an entire day can go by like a good day of me doing, getting a lot of stuff done. That day will go by really fast. And it's just me by myself, you know, around my computer or equipment or whatever, you know? And that's what I'm talking about. That's really difficult as a, as a new father and a family man to, to be able to, to, to get in that mode. But of course, regardless of whether I'm in that mode or not, I'm going to get things done. But is it to the satisfaction of how you know like how quickly or how or what i want to get done like i don't i'm not 100 percent satisfied with the ability to do things and get and you know come up with new things at this moment but it, it's definitely offset by the satisfaction of of spending time with my family and and being a part of my daughter's life but i'm just and i'm i feel like i'm learning and i want to learn from different people so if they're telling me now nah, you full of shit dog you need to get you know i'm more inspired now i'm like like I understand we're all more inspired when we have families. You know, we're more inspired. Like I'm more inspired to to make more bread and do more things and and to make sure I provide for my family, but I just feel like am I wrong? Am I off? I mean, I I get what you guys are saying that they probably got the question we were on different wavelengths, but I still feel a little off about it. I I also think that we we probably have to erase that frame of reference that we had pre-kid in terms of how we how we created or how we came up with doing things. And it's almost uh-huh. like we can't even look back at that, at, at that and say, you know, that's the way that I get down to, to create because right. for the most part, that kind of time, that kind of luxury Done. is not available right. anymore. So it's almost like starting from scratch in terms of, all right, what's my new, you know, what's the new creative process? What's the new focus now that I've got, a, you know, a, a different style of life at this point. And I think maybe that can be a stumbling block because we always, you know, we tend to look towards the past like this is how we this is how we have done things as opposed to how do we kind of repurpose what we're doing now. But, but let me ask you this also, like, for example, a, a person and this is probably most of our listeners, someone that has a nine to five job. They don't they don't have the same guilt or the or the same pressure, I would assume. Maybe I'm wrong. That because they they everybody knows this person goes and does their nine to five, they either either some either they have a stay at home parent or they have daycare, and then they come back from their job and that's how they earn their living and take care of their family. When you are independent of that type of you know 
lifestyle or t- that type of you know occupation and it's all up to you and your methods that's where i'm feel like i'm on a learning curve trying to figure this 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 fatherhood versus like you know making sure you take care of your of your family and making sure you're, you whatever you're doing and doing proudly because it's it's easy to make money like like it's one thing i, I feel like i'm bright enough to go out there and hustle and make and make make enough money to take care of the family but i also want to leave a legacy and and have my my family and my daughter be proud of of some kind of a legacy or that i that you know that i leave behind that that i didn't do 20 odd years of something for no reason you know right. and that's that's the conundrum that i find myself in that i'm like i feel more pressure than ever to not only provide but also provide a legacy <clears throat> I, I think there's also like it, just to play devil's advocate a little bit and and back to someone who's in kind of a nine to five and they have a structured environment and they're gone from the house i think that i've encountered a lot of people who have that type of lifestyle and they're dealing with they're dealing with a different type of guilt of I don't get to see my kid at all during the day. I only right. see him at night. Um, you know, I've only got a finite window of uh, of making money because you know whatever I'm getting paid for this job is basically that's that's it. So it's like, right. how do you build a legacy? How do you make your kid proud of you if you don't feel, like, I guess, fully complete in your career if you're in that track and you're not entirely happy with it as well so i think there's a lot of people who just you know who get are probably frustrated across the board and, and no, don't nobody's get me, ever happy right don't get me wrong i don't i don't i feel lucky to be at this moment to, to have the time and the luxury to spend with my family and, and and also just to be realistic when i say leave a legacy i'm not trying to say i'm trying to be martin luther king or anything you know i'm just saying everybody deserves you know would would want to leave some kind of legacy oh, yeah for sure you know, especially if you're in entertainment or in the arts or whatever, you know, that's that's a body of work that you leave that's there when you're gone, you know, and and, and so that's what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want your you want your, your kids to be to kind of look back on what you did and be proud of like oh right. yeah, my my dad right. did X you know, my dad was the shit. Right. Right. Whatever that is. The, I, I think E <clears throat> so if if we think about just you, right, and the legacy that can be attributed to you. I think yours is an easier thing because it's been more well recorded than most people, right? So you've got an audible, even even what we're doing right now. There's there's a piece of audible legacy that's being left behind from these conversations, the right. drink champ stuff, documentaries you do. So while for you to create those concepts is turbulent, right, and inconsistent, at the end of the day, you bear fruit. Now. You have this challenge now because you've got you know your child that you you organically just want to be around all the time, and it takes away from your ability to like break away and all do right. other things. And that, like I, I feel that right now because like around this time I'm usually home, so today I'm not able to do that for a number of reasons. And I'm like, damn! But I was like, yo, I got to get it done. But I, I'm kind of in that nine to five role that you just described, where it's a little bit more templated. For you, it's just a matter of like Kay said, you got to reorganize what your expectations are, and then start chipping away at the new process. And the fact that you got that office, I think, makes a big 
big difference in your ability to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. But even then, like, I don't, I don't necessarily utilize the office in in a consistent fashion to be like, you know, this is where I'm going because if my daughter's there and and I don't have to go and I could work from the home office, like, I'm not going anywhere, man. Like, I'm, a, I want to be as close. And then, and then if I hear her in the background laughing, I want to be in on that, you know. I want to, and I like I just every moment that I'm home. That's that's the the funny part. Like if I'm home and I'm working, and I hear in the background being cute, like I'm like I'm nah, hell no, nah, I'm going over there. You know that's more important to me, and that that's and, and, and it's a trap. gift and a curse. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap, but it's a blessing, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I wanted to also jump on the that that episode as well because there was a there was the conversation that we that Manny you brought back up about the lying and um yeah and buckshot had a pretty strong way of uh, of dealing with that you know by by equating um what did he tell his daughters like if if you lied to me you don't love me if i lied to you i don't love you i mean that's a pretty strong statement and i mean it struck me at first i was like oh shit this this that's a good way to uh (laughs) get to get their attention um but I don't know if I have I don't know if I have that in me. Like I want to say that I have that in me to 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 tell my son something like that strong and kind of powerful with like to try to sway his mind in terms of you know not going down that path. I don't know. What do you would you guys take that take that similar approach or what do you think about that approach? I, I mean, I, I, I pretty much did exactly that two days ago. Okay. Um, I don't know if I thought back to that episode as inspiration because I normally would, I think, say something like this. But um, over the, I mean, and and sorry for you listeners that are probably bored with the lying topic, but this shit is <laughs> happening and it's real. <laughs> In real time. Uh, so so the the last I don't know week I'd say has been incrementally getting worse every day, pretty much with. Deception. Oh, oh shit! Okay. Yeah, like it's it's been really like t- turbulent. Um, and I don't know. Two days ago, maybe my son, like he he did whatever it was that he did. You know, it was a straw that broke the camel's back with my wife, and she's like the pacifist. She's the one that really looks to try to avoid doing anything out out of pocket. And she got pissed. And I don't know what, like, she took away something that he really liked. I forget what the fuck the punishment was. But at the end of the day, what she, oh, here, here it goes. Check this, check this shit out. So he grabs her cell phone. He FaceTimes his buddies, his buddy's mom's cell phone. His buddy picks up. They're having a conversation. And he's hiding somewhere in the house. And then he hangs up, some plants the phone where she can find it. And then he's like, Oh, I think so and so was trying to call you FaceTime. Do you, you got a missed call? And then soon after, she like she looked at it. She's like, "That's strange. I would have noticed." Whatever. And somehow, I think she called it back. And then the lady was like, "No, it wasn't me." And then finally, you know, the truth came out. And he was he was trying to fess up right when the the truth was coming out. So kind of like intercepted almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I, my bad, mom. I, it was me. Blah blah. Too late. Caught his ass. Punishment. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is. And then 
subsequently, days later, like he's still doing similar things. So finally, I was like, you know, if the the I told him I didn't say like you don't love me per se, but I was like, the worst thing in the world that you can experience is your parents not trusting you. It's a really lonely world when all you got is you and nobody else around you wants to be with you because they don't trust anything that comes out of your mouth. And I put him to task a little bit. So throughout that day, everything that came out of his mouth, I was like, I don't believe anything you're saying. And I kept saying that to him the whole day. And he was crying most of those times when we, when I did that. And of course that shit breaks my heart, but until he experienced, he's like that. He needs to experience suffering in order to for it to click. And the last couple of days, it's been a little better. But that that harshness, that real talk, for him, I think is necessary. What's your thoughts on that, E? Am I am I the devil? No, now? no, no. I think no, 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 I think, no. I think I think I think that that like that kind of harshness. I mean, that's that's what I've both my wife and I have said that kind of stuff to our son. But, I, but, but I guess what took me aback a little bit with Buckshot's analogy of it was, you know, the whole, you know, I don't love you if, you know, you don't love me if you lied to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a super strong statement. And assuming it works for him. And I mean, when right. I first, like I said, when I first heard it, I'm like, damn, that is, that's the way to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the way to go to, to, uh, curtail some of this shit. But, but I don't and, know, and, but maybe it just works and, for him. You know what I mean? I don't know. And obviously, you know, this is why we do this and, and talk to other people. Cause it's great to learn other people's parenting styles. Everybody has a different parenting style. Yeah. Not one is right or wrong. Um, for me personally, like, like I, I get it. And I think I would implement some of that. But you remember when we were talking and I was making the joke about there's no Santa Claus? Like, right. Because the, the flip is that he will never lie. So, you know, I don't I would never be a, I would never take it that far because I do me personally. I know maybe other people don't agree, but I do want my kid to potentially believe in Santa Claus if, if, if it makes him happy and believe in stupid little things like that. And. And, you know, little little things that might perceived um, in the way that he's looking at it as little like little white lies and little things like that. So it wouldn't work in that sense. Right. But but I do think that there, you can create a sense of of letdown and and and, and disappointment, and they, and disappointment yeah. on, on your child. And you could they could understand. I think you could create that understanding of the difference between a, a straight up lie you know, where you're trying to really deceive somebody versus like, you know, something stupid is there's is Santa Claus real or not, you know? And and that's where I kind of lie in where I would I would hope that I can create that and and make them. Yeah. And hopefully my kid feels terrible if they ever tell a lie and feels like, damn, you know, I, I let down, you know, my parent and, and it hurts and and it hurts so bad that, you, you know, they'll never want to do it again if they did it to start with. But I don't know about that. I don't love you. You don't love me. stuff. that's. It's pretty out there. I mean, it is hard to put, trying to get trying to create that fine line of like what's the what's what's the bad lie versus what's the good lie. Like when 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 we caught my son out there doing something, we had a whole thing the week before and then into the new week. But then then all of a sudden, like near the end of the week, I decided to take him out of school for a day. We were going to go do something. And and then it was like fuck, man, because I'm telling the school like, well, he's, you know, we got to go do something, and I'm telling him, uh, don't, you know, don't, 
tell anyone that you're gone. <laughs> you know, and he's like, then he's getting confused. He's like, well, what if the teacher asks why? Yeah. You know, what if someone asks where am I going? What should I say? And and I can't ask him to lie because I just right. told him, you know, don't lie. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's trying to figure out like, all right, well, what are the approaches to take on some of these things? Because yeah, is they, it might, any, they might be too young to to understand some of that stuff, but or not. I don't know. You know. And and the other thing too, my pet peeve is when is like I would prefer someone lie to me because like a, a bigger lie that they're just nervous of a reaction versus like those like those all those little stupid small silly lies. Right, which just like those start creating me. a story. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, those bother me more than the bigger lie. Like one big lie. Maybe I could get over it, get an argument, then you kind of see a point of why someone hid something from you. But like a lot of little lies, oh man, that bothers me the most. And it seems like kids pick up on the a lot of little lies, you know, because they'll start like they almost, they'll start a story or they say something yeah. that's not a hundred percent, and then you start checking them on it a little bit. Then it starts maneuvering, and they got to figure out like, wow, you know, I don't, I'm not going to admit the truth yet. So how do I start weaving this whole thing together? And then it turns into these little little lies. Yo, but take it, taking it back to when you have to start figuring out how to lie in tandem with your kid, you're going to face that shit all the time. <laughs> Give so, an example. Well, uh, the one that Kay just gave, right? Oh, like, like he's, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you go pick up your kid and you got this agenda that you, you guys are going to go about and conquer, but then you can't really let the teacher in on it because then it looks like you're doing something bad. Um. It's it's interesting. I, I don't have one off top, but I remember like the face, the facial expression that my my daughter, my oldest daughter, put when my wife and I, and we're like you guys, like we want honesty to be first and foremost the thing we focus on. But it came a point where I, I can't remember what the scenario was, but we had to include her in in, in a lie, in a lie, right? Yeah, yeah, and we were like. Yo, fuck! Like it's obvious, right? She she's already understanding this shit's gonna be a lie after we explain it to her, and we're like coaching her, like this is what you got to make sure you don't say, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we're trying to keep it, we're trying to keep it so that she doesn't even have to talk. So technically, she didn't speak the lie. She's kind of just like right, a but complicit, she, but, right? But they're witnessing, they're witnessing us do the create the whole storyline. Yeah, yeah, that's not gonna fly in the school of a bookshop, brother. <laughs> no, it won't. I would have failed out already. <laughs> but yo, it's, it's not cut and dried. I guess that's the point I'm trying to convey. Like, it's, it's definitely not cut and dry. And like we always say, yo, just be the best you can be. There're gonna be circumstances where this shit has to happen, but try to avoid them shits as best you can because. At the end of the day, you don't want to create that habit. I, I would love to talk to more parents that have the that more of a strict, um, you know, way of doing it as Buckshot is doing it. Just to see, and then with with older kids to see how it all played out in the long run. Oh, like over time, yeah, yeah, and just talk to a couple, like you know, kind of like a case study, like to see, you know, what what the results are um, of that kind of strict policy. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how like if they if they stuck with that strict policy from day one and and how that worked with with the young kids versus when they got older. Yeah, because because think about it, because I'm really I keep going back to the idea that he's not lying as well. Right. So that means there's things that he will divulge that, you know, maybe the right, you know, most people wouldn't even think of telling their kids that. Right. 
you know, or being honest about something. And he's like, nah, I'm going I'm to I'm be honest with everything 100%. And he expects the same of his kids. Yeah. And that's interesting. I, I, I think maybe we're, we're going too far as far as our expectation of what he was saying. Maybe he's saying he doesn't lie seriously. Are we talking on two different tracks that whole episode? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm with you, though. I interpret it the same way. I'm right. just saying maybe, maybe we're just overanalyzing it. As aggressively, maybe. Right. I mean, he seemed pretty aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> he looked dead serious about it. Yeah, you were there with him, so you could tell us his body language about yeah, it. No, no, no. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, even when we spoke with Cypher Sounds, he he was pretty adamant about lying as well, and like, because you know he wasn't, he's not telling his kids about any of the holidays and Santa Claus, and you know, right. just like, look, I'm not going to lie to them about anything, and so. Or maybe we should check in with him again about about that. Is, now, is now, now that we're on this Santa, topic, does Santa Claus exist in your guys' homes? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, to a point. I mean, I'm not super. I'm not super. Um, I don't give it a lot of thought. Basically, it's like it's fun for the holiday right. thing, if and bees up on it, then you just don't spoil it. Yeah, and and you, yeah, for me, it's been challenging because I have the age differences so we've always tried to maintain specifically santa claus like the easter bunny and the tooth fairy like i think those are like the three that we try to keep up easter bunny's kind of lame dude yeah it who got, the hell wants to keep the easter bunny around <laughs> I don't like know. that one's a little lame a big ass bunny jumping around giving you baskets with eggs in them yeah pooping eggs and shit when you <laughs> ah, do egg man. hunts that was the short-lived one but at the end of the day the other two are like the more significant ones and after each kid discovered that it wasn't true, they want to blurt it out to the you know the one after. So we we've always been able to like intercept, but the, the three year old, I think she's hit to it now, and that's the fastest that any of the kids have actually caught on that there's no real Santa Claus. Um, but I think my son ruined it for her. I think he channeled you know uh, back channel to her. It was like yo, this shit ain't for real. Just. Do what you got to do so our parents can get you what you need. Right. But I, th- I think that's dope. Like, I, you know, I, initially I didn't. Like, I was like, yo, to my wife, I was like, yo, this fucking hassle of having to go into a secluded area and wrap all these gifts and then pretend like, yo, the gimmicks that we used to do to make it seem like Santa came in and fucking knocked shit over and all the <laughs> whole scene. Yeah. I was like, yo, do we really need to do this shit? But, you know. It's kind of cool for the kids. Yeah, I think it's it's a part of just their you know helping their imagination. It only, la- it only lasts for like so long anyway. Cause yeah, they you know they get they realize what's really going on and they're like, all right, yeah, whatever. Is- I ain't mad at Santa <laughs> Claus, man. Fuck the Easter Bunny though. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tooth Fairy is cool because brings money. So right, whatever. <laughs> and on that note, should we bring our guest in? Let's do it. Yes, all sir. Right. All right, with us tonight we have a true hip hop legend. Put it down for the West and the Bay. Um, got countless hits, countless albums. It also taught a lot of people how to be independent and do their own thing. Um, there's a whole lot that could be said about him, but he's just a, a, a triple OG, a true legend. Welcome Too Short to the Fatherhoods Podcast. An icon, yes. Bitch! Come on. Sounds funny, man. What's up, Short? Sounds kind of funny. What, sounds funny. Welcome to Short to Fatherhood. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's the way we all felt at one point. 
So, so yeah, that's, that's and for you, right? To go. Uh, sorry, sorry to jump right in, but I know that's kind of like recent news. Uh, you you have once she's approaching one year of age. What's what's that year? So almost one year been like for you? Uh, just just absorbing the uh, reality of it, man. Just taking it all in and, and seeing how quickly, uh, you know, how fast they grow, and just I mean, realizing from uh, not not just from my short brief experience, but just watching all my homies, you know, when um, you know, bringing the little kids around, little birthdays, little Christmas, whatever, and then you know, seeing the, the little youngsters hanging out with the parents when they're like 10, 11, and then, you, they just, and then just like that, they grown. It goes by really fast. So just kind of uh, uh, taking the time, you know, knowing that I've seen it with the homies, just taking the time and like, I'm going to kick back and just enjoy this. You know, not not really uh, miss out on me, you know? You know what I mean? Was it? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> e, 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 you're in that, you're in that special yeah. zone as well right my now. My daughter, yeah, my daughter's almost yeah, I, a, I feel like, I feel like at a younger age, man, I probably could have took it for granted, you know. But for sure, not for sure. That's that's the same way I felt, you know. I'm, I'm have I'm 44, had my and my daughter's now uh, almost a year and a half, so it's all new to me as well. Um, do you feel like did you did you get right into it as soon as you know you had her, or or do you feel like it's like a learning curve for you? Even though because I had a lot of god kids and all that, the same, but I still feel like it's a learning curve, you know, now having a, your own child. Yeah, no, nah, I'm pretty good with kids that can communicate. So if you had, uh, you know, I got a lot, a lot of families. So if you like two, three, and we can like understand each other, then I pretty much could get by. But a baby, uh, nah, a baby was just like a. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just like stupid. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't. I don't. I don't know nothing. Are you, but do you, do you embrace that or do you feel like shit like like completely lost? Well, I, I was scared at first, but now you got you got to uh, got to take what, the first le- the first lesson was how do you hold a baby? Mm-hmm. That was my first. That lesson. shit was I scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even know that. Then you like you know you got to hold the baby's head up. You got it's, it's a lot of rules, man. So um, yeah, uh, I sat there. Though. I, I actually. Uh, you know, I got my little infant game up now. Now I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn that. Uh, I told you my skills started about like three, four when they go, Uncle. You know, can I? And then I'm like, Yeah, okay, come on. They can cry and let you. What you crying for? Uh, you know, but a baby, you got no, you got everything's guesswork. So yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just on the sidelines, kind of watching a little bit. I don't really, uh, if, when when it's nine one one, I don't jump in and. and and fix the the wrongs, you know. I'm not I'm not hands on like that. Like as soon as you roll her up in a new diaper and get her all fresh, I'm like, yeah, hand her to me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I was gonna ask you, like, what what like what is changing a diaper like, you know, now now? But it doesn't sound like you do too much of that. I've talked to a lot of people about this, and it's it's on it's on the fence with guys, man. Like. The majority I come across, like, it's probably, I'm not going to say, like, four to one, but it's, like, three to one, like, guys that just say, I'm not doing it. They're just not doing the messy parts. Right. 
And then uh, a lot of females don't have a problem with that because, I mean, if I did it, I probably would do it wrong. You know, I probably wouldn't do it as good as she would, you know, as, as a mama would. But, man, that's, I don't know, bro. That's, that's just a lot right there. I think you, you got to be on, like, your second, third before you really just get in there and, and know the whole routine and just how to how to be independent without the mama. Like, come on now. Who can do that? <laughs> I guess I guess if you're in if you're forced into the situation. I mean, I I, I have one kid and um and when when my wife went back to work and she started traveling and stuff and, and you know, we had to trade off. I mean my my son was like five or six months and that was just like crash course of so like, all right, now I gotta now I gotta figure out how to take care of a, a young yeah, baby yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was back back up against the wall, no way out, you do it. But I'm saying, you didn't just you didn't just embrace it. <laughs> it scared me. That's oh, what I, got the next, <laughs> I got the next diaper. Hang on, now. I got this. Uh, Dan, hey, that was a little different. Huh? I got into it, man. I actually enjoyed uh, changing the diapers. I felt it was the one thing I could do all right. Man, the homeboy went in. His daughter needed a diaper change. She's like two, somewhere in there. He go, he goes in the room to check her for a change. Close the door, and all you hear is, "Wah, wah, wah!" I'm like, man, he came out of that stuff. Never change his diaper. It's never gonna happen. Jeez, <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> That's. I think that's the problem. You you witnessed like worst case scenario. He had trauma from it already. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think wasn't it Cypher Sound that said he'd never he had he oh, still yeah. has yeah Cypher hasn't hasn't no he hasn't he hasn't changed a diaper nah, yeah that's right. Nah. Nah. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying I just haven't. I I, I would back up against wall. I would, but I'm just saying I haven't. But see, the difference is Short is like, he's not trying to con his way into not doing it. Cypher Sounds was conning his way into right. it. He would disappear. <laughs> yeah, he said he happened to always not be there when it needed to be done. Right. Yeah. So that, that's completely. But, uh, I heard it doesn't get any easier. For sure. Like, like, like I was told, like, if you're going to change any diapers, do the ones now. Cause it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, I could tell you that's that's truth right there. It's gonna get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> now wait, wait till you gotta go do do some cleanup in the in the crib or in the bed. That's when the fun starts. I've man, man, it's not. I don't know, bro. I've, I've seen some stuff already, man. I've seen it. Ex- <laughs> I've seen it explode outside of diapers. I've seen. I've seen it. Traumatizing. <laughs> I feel like it's a Halloween theme already. (laughs) (laughs) Man, exploding diapers. What? I love it. What? What's What's been the hardest part of fatherhood for you so far? And we can't start with the with the trauma you just experienced. Um, I would just have to say, um, the responsibility of uh, the times when you uh left alone like you know those first few times and it's like I'll be back in in two hours and I'm like what <laughs> like <laughs> you got to leave me alone with a baby for two hours what do I do is there a baby book is there a manual like can I go to YouTube is there 
there's something I could do. You know what I mean? So yeah, like the the lonely feeling, like not being able to figure shit out. Yeah, it's scary. Responsible for a life. Man, I come from drum machines and keyboards and <laughs> and studios, man. Like you know how to make these very complicated situations on how to work these things. And, and you know, they, it's, you can refer to the manual. You can call customer service. You, could, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can call a homie that, that you call a homie that worked equipment better than you and say, "Man, I got I'm stuck, man. Show me how to get past here." Who you call with a baby? But you can also take a break. You know, like, right, you're in the studio. You can <laughs> Something's not working right. You can just take a break, pause, get your mind right again. And then, but when you're left alone with the baby, that's not always, that, that's not the case. That, that yeah. shit compounds. <laughs> yeah, if equipment breaks, you yeah. can replace equipment or get it fixed. <laughs> not the same. There ain't, no YouTube, there ain't no YouTube clip. What do you do when you're home alone with a baby? Because every baby's doing something different, man. Yeah. I don't know, I'm getting there. To, hey, but you know, approaching one, the communication is developing and it's a whole new understanding of what each, you know, what's going on, what, what each of us is saying to each other, you know? Yeah, like it feels I, like I a person. A, I got a communication, yeah, I got a communication going on now. I know what that little uh, wine is or, you know, the, the, I know what it is. I know, I know what time it is. There's a routine going on now. Yeah, I, I I agree. That was I, I was never super super baby friendly, and and then it's like after you, they start getting that personality going, and you can have that communication. It feels like you're. I know, I know now when it's something that I just can't uh, resolve because there's there's one thing that you can't that, that that in my situation there's one thing that happens that you can't fix, and it's um. It's when the when she has a overwhelming just I need my mama breakdown like that's the only one thing that's gonna stop the meltdown and that's the presence you know of mama. Is is your is and, uh, your lady nursing? Is she nursing? Yeah, yeah, it's still going down. Like so that. yeah, so that, I gotta, that, I gotta, those breakdowns be real when they nursing. So yeah, I got a I got a nice little window. We can just bond and kick it and do all kind of stuff, and then it's like. It's like it's coming on, it's coming on, and, and there's, there's nothing I can do. There's ne- none of my tricks work. Nothing works except where's my mama. So you know, I'm getting, I'm getting there, man. Getting there. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got a couple of uh, little tricks too. So I know a couple of little things. I know to, I know to stay out of the red, as so to speak. Share. Oh, I want. I might learn something. Well, now everybody knows you got to have that that thing, that thing on your phone, or that thing on yeah. TV, or that that song. You got to have that thing. I got a couple of things that that soothe the the, the her soul and kind of she she knows it's me and her. She's like, okay, 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 I'll calm down. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Tricks, but and I figured it out quickly too, like like weeks in. So I was I was actually uh. Sort of like a baby whisper, without, but without diaper tech, <laughs> without diaper skills. <laughs> no diaper whispering. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so as far that was, as getting, and that, that's my that, that's my fear about being left alone too. Mostly is like, what happens if di- diaper explosion? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> you you definitely gonna figure it out at that point. 
I he'll have like he'll have all the towels in the house surrounding the baby and <laughs> oh, like if if it's is it anything like rolling a blunt? It seems like it would It's kind of similar. <laughs> once you know the once you, you know where the fold it. once you know where the folds go and, and, how, to, and how to twist it, it's, then you it works. You got to seal it properly. Yep, you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Scary so, though, bro. That, as a as a grown ass man who's been through some wild scenarios in life, it's not a lot of things that are scarier than like having yeah. to take care of a baby. Was having a kid you something? I mean? Was having a kid something that you thought about or wanted? You know, earlier in life. I mean, I, I, I saw the TMZ and some of the news. The you know the news clippings when it came out about uh, you know, the, being a dad. That whole. Grass is greener on the other side. Probably affects a lot of people. I mean, even as you walk through a, the life of a player who's like traveling and touring and and partying and shit, you know, you see somebody else pull up on you on the holidays with the, you know, the, the son, the daughter, the wife, the car, you know, the SUV, whatever. And they pull up and they're looking all cute, and you're like, man, that would be nice to have. But then, the same at the same time, the father of that family. See me pulling up with you know some little hotty hot chicken with rims on my car going you know he he looking at me like man it would be nice to have <laughs> but I think that's just a thing in life though where you always wonder uh, am I doing the right thing is it is, should I should I be doing that you know yeah so yeah I I thought about it man but you know as I sit here right now I'm going I'm glad I didn't do it then. There's one thing that would make it kind of worth worth having kids at a young age back in the day, and that probably would be like having you know the the, the parents' dream of the kid who grows up and has the same interests as you, as you in life, and then you 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 and your kid become good friends because you guys you know either work together or or something you know something yeah. happens where you where you have that thing. Yeah, that would have been a good thing, you know, but. But then I also feel like I would have been a shitty-ass father based on traveling and just the frame of mind I was in, you know? Mm-hmm. That's real. It would have been a different different dynamics, and I, I don't know, you know, as an entertainer, you, you have it's kind of hit and miss on those relationships with your kids once they become adults because are you there enough and are you nurturing enough? Are you, you know, just... Are you just the celebrity parent who sends good gifts, or are you really hands on? You know, so about that life. You know, we 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 know the stories, man. I'm gonna drop names about these uh, our 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 peers who have multiple kids and kind of you know the kids have grown up now. They be like, I don't know that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my daddy. I look like him, but I don't really know him. <laughs> so. I, I didn't want to be that dude. You have a daughter, right? Yeah. Did you ever did you ever fall into that myth or think about that myth about like, you know, men who are a certain way with women automatically they're gonna have a daughter? Yep, it's the universe. It's payback. It was it was destiny. I never even had a hand a say in it. It was uh, <laughs> it probably was put in my 
chart like way back when. He's going to do this, and then bam, hit him with a dud. Like it's already. How, how, right, how are you? Just the one. Just the one. Say it again. So, so with that, how are you feeling about when she starts coming coming of age and be able to understand things about? Are you gonna shelter her from some of your music, some, or, or how are you gonna go about that whole conversation? Nah, man, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like in this world, man, you know, um, from day one, first of all, it's some something in the just the, the makeup of the makeup of a daughter father relationship that gives the daughter the upper hand in most cases and daddy's just become weak. It starts when they're little and you cry she's crying, you're like, What? What can I do? I don't want that. What do you want? What do you want? And then it just she she gets older and older and you and you're still going, What do you want? You as a father, you like trying to baby this little girl and she's just like ruthless like I can do anything to my daddy and he's like and the father accepts it, like, you know what? Anything in this world could go down but my daughter can have anything she wants. Anything. It's just a daddy state of mind. So I, I'm already like a pre, pre-programmed to uh, be in that mode. So um, I'm I'm going to keep it real. But then at the same time, you know, we'll go way, the, way, way, way out my way to just, you know, you know, just super protect, spoil, whatever, whatever a father would do with his daughter. Just all that stuff. Beat him, beat him to the punch, you know. <laughs> what what I about know women? I know women. <laughs> I know, I know That's from, true. From, de- from dealing with women, I know the kind of woman who, you know, no matter how old I've been, they kind of look to men to be like daddy, you know. And it's never like those. I know those chicks. You, you meet those chicks, and they talk about their father all the time. Like you know, my daddy, this, my daddy, that, and, and daddy's in a great place because. He put himself there, you know. So it's just like, where, where are you gonna put yourself? That's that's what I'm. That's why I see it. Mm. Like, are you gonna be? Are you gonna be her hero? You know. So, so was she a a planned child? Like, was this in the works as far as you know, making making it happen when it did? Nah, man. I, I don't. I don't go in there like that. I know some guys. Some guys probably do. Guys, <laughs> some guys. So, so she I was. It, she was unexpected. Yeah, man. You, you, you know, you talk to any guy with like a lot of kids, and right when it comes time, it gets near the end of uh, sexual intercourse. They just they release all. Just let the whole body just go, and they just fall in there and just make lots of babies. But a guy like me, I never go in there like that. I don't go in there like that. So, so it, I have to say that I did things to let it happen that I've never done in my life. But it still wasn't like I'm gonna make a baby. Right. I wasn't thinking like that. But at the same time, years and years and years and years of Clearly thinking, oh no, I'm not making a baby. Yeah, I did that though. Right, <laughs> I did a lot of that. A lot of that, like clearly, like like we not even. It ain't even gonna come to the part where it, it happened by accident. Like 
Like I was on that. I was I was looking at that back in the day, like um, like like my homie, like man, you supposed to make some babies, man. You supposed to have some babies. You need some seeds, man. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that. I'm like, my seeds gonna cost way more than your seeds. And I'm like, I can't just leave seeds around. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, we got different payments. Don't, don't just leave the seeds. That's 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 what I was working against back in the day. So. I'm I'm at a point in my life where that was no longer uh, in my mind, and or, you know, or no longer what I'm fighting against. I'm like, I feel like, you know, if it happened, happened. If it de- if it don't, it don't. But that's not my thinking. Back in the day, my thinking was like, it's not going to happen. So I was on the fence, and then it happened. I didn't even know if it could happen. I was just like kicking it, out, you know, shit. <laughs> no. Mad nonchalant, like ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. But it happened again. Then it, yeah. Then you see the blessings, and you know, I, I think about the flip side of it. My, um, my mother passed in 2016, and that was like, you know, just what she would do to that little girl. Just the, you know, the level of love, and and you know, I just feel like uh, this my obligation to make sure she gets that part, you know? Mm-hmm. Get all, all the love, you know, even even when she's missing, because, you know, so I'm just, it's just, you know, I don't know, man. It, I got to, it gives you, people said it, and now I can experience it, it gives you a different perspective on life. Instantly, instantly at the hospital, when you look at this little baby, and you, every, your whole frame of mind just starts thinking different. So, you know, I'm going through that process right now. Right. Do you th- do you think that that change in or that different perspective will 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 seep into your work or your music or anything like that? Is that changing any of that? It might. I got so many pimp songs in the can already. <laughs> you have a surplus. Like I could I could change my my perspective right now. It's just it's not gonna really come out for a few years. Right. <laughs> I got there's a lot of pimp songs and slated for the new releases. So. You know, I, I like like we like you asked me earlier. What do I? What's my angle on uh, talking to her about this? And it's just it's just keep it real. It's, it's it's just a game. It's like like here's all these scenarios. Mm-hmm. You could be any anybody in these scenarios. Who do you want to be? This is who I chose to be. This is what I was talking about, and this is how I feel about it. How you feel about it? You know. Right, and it's just a, just to, just to keep a real approach because to water it down or to hide it is is living a lie. And then you no, find yeah. out and you're like, why'd you hide that from me? Yeah, to you work know? against you. So, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You created the like, most you know? controversial catchphrase in hip hop, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I and mean, she she might embrace it and go, you know, shit. I'm a pimp. I don't know, <laughs> not, not necessarily like trying to pimp on women, but just trying to have that mentality. Pimp on life, life. yeah, right. Wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad thing from my know. perspective, so you know I I gotta give it a game. And then the, the one the main thing why you would not want to hide and shelter is because I know this shit. So I'm like, if I sit there and feed her a little bit of the knowledge, you know, appropriately when it's when it's the right time, then the next later in life when here comes some nigga like short dog running game on and shit like 
Man, bro, I already know that game. You know, I ain't wait for the game. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you don't want to be a. You don't want to be a Peyton Manning's father and not make a Peyton and an Eli and the Archie. Right. Make two. Uh, make two cornerbacks. <laughs> you got to make quarterbacks, man. That's what you do. You feel me? Yep. Hey, sure. We're gonna do uh, one more question, and then we'll wrap it up for you. Um, you mentioned your mom. Just curious how much of an influence uh, your mom and your dad were growing up and, and if whatever you learned or didn't learn from them, how that's influencing you know your outlook on raising your daughter. Well, uh, my parents were the kind of parents who uh, insisted that you be active, but not they didn't push you into what they wanted you to do. They were like, pick something. You like that? You don't like that? Try something else. You like that? Or are you going to do that? But you can't just do one thing. You got to do something else, too. What else are you going to do? You going to do that? You can't just do two things. You got to do something else. What you going to do? Like, it was like, get the fuck out the house. Like, go do something. Don't never sit around with idols. Or, like, mm. do stuff. So, and at the same time, it was like, a, be smart at what you do. So, I was always uh, pushed for... You know, to, to just be in the mix and be good at it. To try, you know, just try. So, I don't know, man. I I, um, I think I'm competitive by nature, so, you know, I, I watch, I'm, I'm watching a, 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 you know, a little one-year-old. She might be one year old, and she's tra- challenging the world. Like, you know, you, you see the kid, man, they start climbing, they start figuring out, they, you know, uh, figure out without even falling off the couch a kid just looks and looks and looks and then figures out how to get off that couch that's you know that's what you want out of life you just want to you want to live and learn and and wake up every day and try to be happy and try to learn new stuff and you want to encourage it if you're the parent so that's what I got man I got that that, that whole push push go do stuff Get your ten thousand hours in. Be an expert at something. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Be good at it. Be good at it. Got you. Got to put some hours in, and you got to. Uh, nothing's gonna come to you naturally. I mean, some some people. I don't even know if they know it to pass it on to their kids. But you got to put the work in. Yeah. You know. You gotta. The overachievers are the winners. No doubt about it. That you, you get the backstory on everybody who's winning. And they're going to tell you, at some point in my life, I put in a whole lot of work in what I'm doing right now. And then, if you notice, uh, a lot of situations, when things are handed to people very easily, and just they just give it to you, and you're just pushed in the, in the game without earning it, you don't really appreciate it. You're not really solid in that position, you know? That's real. So, put in the work. There it is. That's what I was that. This ain't the first kid I raised either. I raised probably like 1.3 million children, man. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. shit. They come up to me. They come. They come up to me all the time and say, "I ain't had no daddy. You raised me." I hear. I heard that so many times. So I raised a lot of kids. Yeah, we talked a lot about hip hop feeling like righty. That's especially 
if you didn't have a, a, a ton of parental figures in the in the mix when growing up that hip hop and they're not w- they're was, not criminals they're not pimps yeah, or gangsters yeah, like people that come they go I grew up on you you got me through high school you got me through college listen to your songs gave me advice on I got to, to I got, I learned how to deal with women I learned how to not to be a punk in life just listening to songs yep yeah and motivate you. That's real. Yeah. Surrogate parents to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. So we good, man? We good? We good. Yes, any, sir. Official? Any, any plans for a second one, or are you taking it day by day? The second one would have to happen just like the first one. Right. Just right. out of love. Just, right. just love, child. Let's go. All good. Man, sure. We I really... did get a couple of officers saying, though. I, got a, <laughs> I, I have got a couple of phone calls. <laughs> Like you make you making babies now? You, you it's cool over here. I'm like, nah, not like that. <laughs> Send your proposals over, right? <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. All right. All right. Short right. peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.